Stories of Salem, presented by Capital Community Media. I'm your host, Megan Jonas, reporting with my co-host, Ashley Jackson Lawrence. This week, we interview local artist and author Glenda Goodrich about the upcoming release of her debut book, Solo Passage, which details her experiences going on wilderness quests in remote places to find the answers to her lifelong questions. Listen in to hear about her book, art practice, and relationship with the natural world around her, and more on this episode. My name is Glenda Goodrich, but my nickname is Gigi, so I always encourage people to call me Gigi. I am an artist, a mixed media artist, an art doula. I'm now a writer as well, a ceremonialist, and I am a soul collage facilitator. So my life is really full with art, expressive arts mostly. I'm a grandmother and a great grandmother as well. I call myself Mother Nature's daughter, Mother Earth's daughter, because I, uh, that's where I find my respite and my, um, it's my go-to place, like my church. I had a career in human resources, which was a great career to have because it came easy for me. It was a good way to support myself. I've been married before, but I haven't been married for many, many years. So that used a lot of my skills, but probably... Uh, 20 years ago or so, I really stepped into becoming an artist. I don't think I would be me without my art and my creative practice, really. It's what makes me me. And I do a lot of teaching because I love helping others explore the potential there. People often think that they're not creative or they're not talented, and we all are. Often we just need some support and encouragement, and um, I love doing that. I'm a Libra. Some very balanced. Libras are all about balance and beauty. I think I'm fortunate that both sides of my brain are, are pretty engaged. I'm very creative, you know, and I'm also organized so I can pull things off. <laughs> I love that, you know. I love the ceremonies and the Vision Quest way. The term Vision Quest is actually from Indigenous peoples, First Nations people. It's a powerful ceremony. I go with a group. I've been questing with the same group now for about 12 years. We're the Wild Hearts, we call ourselves. We go out together and we have circle sharing and witnessing one another's stories. We choose our solo places, then we go out for the four days and four nights alone, and then we come back and share and help one another with mirroring where you tell a story and then your your circle sisters will reflect back to you what they heard from you. And in that way you can make meaning out of what happens. And sometimes it takes years. When I wrote the book, I really relived every quest and found a deeper and deeper spiraling into what was that quest really about? I didn't even really know what I was getting into when I went on my first one. I was just like, oh, this is so cool. My sister had given me a book and I read about questing in it and I thought, wow, that's so cool. And then I happened to find a flyer in Ashland on a bulletin board and I said, I'm, I'm doing this. It was like, I just, I'm doing it. I don't know if you've had things like that in your life where you just, you know, you really know why, you just know you're doing it. So it was like that and I went on my first quest in Death Valley and I, you know, was pretty overwhelmed, extremely bored, lonely, wanted to go home so bad, desperately homesick. 
it took probably my first two days before I really settled into understanding, oh, okay, there's something else going on here besides me, 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 and my hunger and my boredom and my loneliness. To safely go, I would say find a, a guide that you trust who's experienced or a group of people who have gone before and know what to expect and can tell you what to expect. And pay attention, pay attention to the signs from your own body of, you know, people can get sick, pretty sick fasting. And so you have to know what to look for with that. I remember I loved it when my first guides told me in Death Valley, you are a guest in their world out here. So, you know, be courteous, be respectful, watch around you for things. I mean, there's mostly scorpions and rattlesnakes and things in, in Death Valley, but little things can be pretty powerfully um, deadly too. They would say, you know, before you put your boots on, shake them out. Is there anybody in there? Let them be free before you stick your toe in there. That kind of thing to just slow down. So safety is a factor. We never go, you know, when it's hunting season, any places where it's hunting season and don't go alone. Yeah, but go. I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to talk about the book. I mean, I've been working on this book for six years to write it, two years to, for the publishing. So I'm like, okay, okay, I'm ready, let's go. It's a collection of essays about the healing and restorative powers of nature as illustrated by um, 13 vision quests that I participated in over a 20 year period. And it's stories about what happened to me on those quests, how I made meaning out of what happened, uh, what nature brought, what kind of gifts came, um, the hardships, you know, the wonderful moments, the mysteries that are still unsolved in terms of visitations and things that happened. So it's an adventure book. It's a memoir. It's a mind, body, spirit book. One classification I saw, I don't know if it was on Amazon, but it said self-help. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit of a reach, but I guess... Yeah, it's encouraging people to go out and find some of the answers to their niggling, nagging life questions just by being alone in nature. The book started as a legacy project. It was just going to be for my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids, all my descendants, because I wanted them to know about the wilderness and the joys, the gifts that, you know, can be discovered through questing and then the stories came together and I took some writing workshops and people were really encouraging me to have let it have a broader audience you know this is this is important work so then the book became its own entity and and it almost insisted on being written and I wasn't really a writer or not, certainly not an author so I studied um, with a writing teacher in Portland for 4 years and worked with a couple of other writing coaches and said to this book, okay, I'll show up for you. Do my best. <laughs> there were some tough times writing it, you know, with any memoir, when you're my age and you look back over things, there's always, you know, that those ups and downs. And some of that was difficult to write, but I never, I never stopped. I knew the minute it came to me to write the book that I was going to have to do it. It was demand, almost demanding. 
I did it, you know, when I was getting ready to retire, wondering what would I do with my life, kind of. And my mantra was, I just want it to be worthy. I want my writing to be worthy of these stories. I didn't envision, you know, some kind of a book that was going to be a bestseller. I just wanted to do it justice. To really write like a scene or get an emotion across, I had to learn to do that. The book can be pre-ordered and bookshop.org is the best option for that because part of the profits go back to local bookstores, but you can also pre-order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Indie Books. That's another independent option. It comes out the 26th of September. I'm having a book launch party at the Book Bin in downtown Salem on October 1st at 5 p.m. And I'm going to have little cookies with the cover of my book on them, some refreshments, and I'll do a book reading and a Q&A. It'll be fun. I like to think that I have deep cultural appreciation. I honor where it all came from. I'm not trying to commodify it. I did have a native person read my book, a sensitivity reader. You can have someone who is an editor who is in that community read it and give you feedback on whether or not you're using anything inappropriately or, you know. So I'm grateful for all this. I'm still learning. But there is something about the presumptuousness of entitlement. Oh, well, that's available, so I'm just going to take that. Yeah, so I've given a lot of thought to indigenous ways, and I just want to be respectful, and I hope I can continue to make beauty in the world and add value to people's lives and to, you know, I hope I can live long enough to see my book do a little bit and maybe have some people contact me about questing, vision questing, maybe people who read the book, maybe they have questions or they just want to tell me that it inspired them. I hope, you know, that could happen for myself. I just want to, I want to be kind and live a, a life of um, keeping my simple place you know? Glenda Goodrich's debut book, Solo Passage, will be released on September 26, 2023. A book launch will be held at the book bin on October 1st at 5 p.m. Solo Passage is available through independent bookseller bookshop.org, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. You can watch Stories of Salem on Capital Community Media's television channels, channels 21, 22, 23, and 322, or on our YouTube. You can listen to this broadcast on KMWV 98.3 FM or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. To read this story and see every episode of Stories of Salem, visit storiesofsalem.substack.com. I'm Megan Jonas from CC Media, and this is Stories of Salem. Thanks for listening.